Welcome to Hamstrings and Heartstrings, where running is great. Except when it's not. I'm Ellie. And I'm Chris. Is it your pace or mine today, Ellie? I think it's yours, Chris. You alluded to having a little bit of a story to tell me, and so I'm anxiously awaiting. I've got the popcorn out, and uh, let her rip. All right. I will. Uh, let me tell you a tale of a 42-year-old man who finds himself running again. No. Um, so this is the apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, it's the end of end of days. Um, so no, we talked about uh, last week. Um, we talked about how I had a 30 mile week, and that I was most likely going to have, and that I was going to have another 30 mile week. So this would have been a year, uh, a month of two 30 mile weeks and a hundred mile month, it would have been like a big, like a, Hey, look, you're doing it again. You know? So, uh, TLDR, I did that. Um, so that was good. You know, no, um, no failures there. I'm just, I'm checking my, checking my stats. Whoa. Checking you know, my- fun fact, my friend Jenny, who I ran our workout with this morning, she's, she runs like 30 miles a week and um, she's super fast, very good runner. She's always averaged like 30 to 35 miles a week. So the mileage does not make the runner as we can see through well, Chris and Jenny's example. Well, my, my best running is between uh, has been between like 35 and 40 miles. Like, honestly, I don't, I don't do great up around 60 or 70 and we'll, we'll find out why in a second. So, yeah, I mean, I had uh, in November, I had 26 and then 10 because that was like a weird week for me. That was that was a a strange week. So 26, 10, 33 and 34. So not too not too shabby. You know, what is that? 67, 77. Yep. 102. Hooray. Nice. So not a bad uh, month. Um, but you know, I got, uh, I got these old bones. Um, but no, really what it is, is I don't have full body strength and conditioning. That's really what's, what's going on. So getting up in some of those mileage, especially running some of the things like running 13 or 14 miles in two and a half hours or so, like the little muscles start to hurt and the little muscles start to, uh, have to do more work because the big muscles are like, yo, we're tired. And the little muscles are like, hey, we're little, you know, <laughs> can't carry your big ass. Somebody down. Somebody feed me. Yeah. Right. Can't carry your ass down the trail. <laughs> um, but uh, so, yeah, I was running on Sunday and uh, so, yeah, I, I had like a little tweak in my back and I was like, ah, you know, but it wasn't like my lower back problems that I used to always get. It was like on my side and I was like, oh, that wasn't good. Um, but then it sort of went away, you know, did some, did some standard stretching and your regular sort of recovery stuff and it was okay. And then I was running on Sunday and, uh, me and my, uh, friend Michelle, we got off to a little fast start cause we had the dogs out. Woof, 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 woof. Uh, but we had the dogs out and they were like, basically that was so funny. They were running together and they were like neck and neck and they were like checking each other out to see who was a little bit further ahead. And they would keep trying to be like one nose ahead of each other. 
Um, so we were running, I mean, not, not fast, but fast. Um, we started out with like eight thirties and that's not normally what I start out with on a Sunday morning. You know, I'm easy on a Sunday morning. Um, so anyways, like four miles in, I was like, Oh wait, Oh, Ooh, ah, sharp pain, sharp pain. So I actually had to do like some run walk for two miles, which was kind of stinky. Um, and so I went to my chiropractor yesterday and yeah, my hips were like, uh, you know, I have one of those one leg longer than the other scenarios. Cause like my, my left leg was up in my chest and my hips were like turned side. Oh, it was not good. Um, so, uh, she cracked me all up and moved me all around and put everything back in place yesterday. And I actually slept yesterday. So that was good. So I went out today for two hours, but I went nice and easy and just kind of did. I was out for two hours, but I think I averaged like 16 minute miles out on the trails, you know, like running and hiking and just kind of being out in the woods in the snow because it was so pretty. Um, so very nice. Uh, so yeah, I got that. Um, I used to get this kind of thing when I was up around 35 to 40 miles. Now I'm getting it between 30 and 35 miles. So I got, you know, the hips don't lie, as Shakira would say. I got to, uh, <laughs> I got, I got to do some work on those, on the hips. You know, it might not necessarily be mileage. I mean, I know that I could be running 80 miles or I could be running 50 or 30 and I might get like a niggle like that. You know, you can never, you never know. Yeah. I don't think it's, it's not necessarily like, oh, because of the miles. It's more like. It's, you know, I've been doing, I haven't been doing my runs by mileage. I've been doing my runs by time, you know, um, Tuesdays is usually two and a half to three hours. Thursday is an hour. Um, Saturday is two to two and a half hours and Sunday is like one and a half. That's usually what I do. And I just think it's, it's built up over time. And it's that I'm, I'm actually really attempting to go hard on Saturday and Tuesday, you know, like those are real, real working days. And so I just think it's, it's strength and conditioning is really ultimately what it comes down to, you know, Mm -hmm. um, I need that calendar that you had that says no off days. That's what I need really. No days off. Yeah, sure. Same thing. (laughs) Yeah. Cause I do have off days. I guess it would be no days off. We all have off days, don't we? More than I'd like to admit. Yeah. So, you know, I think, I think it's one of those things where I'm not at the like, Oh God, I'm so burnt out and tired, but it is like the, Hey, remember the running part is the fun part, but you also have to do all the other work around it to keep the running part fun. Yeah. I found ways to like, I enjoy doing the other stuff now because I save like a podcast that I want to listen to or like, I don't know, after a while, like, I I think it's the mindset. Like a lot of runners automatically assume they're going to hate being in the weight room or hate, you know, getting on the mat or something like that. But I think if you bring that attitude into it, it's going to suck. Whereas if you think of it as like, this is like 30 minutes of time that I just get to work on myself and make myself feel better. And, you know, or save an episode of a TV show or a podcast. And I don't know. It's enjoyable then. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not that it's not enjoyable. It's, again, just like getting to this four days a week thing, it's where does it go? 
And, you know, more and more where I'm finding out where it needs to go is it needs to go between like 6 and 7 a.m. in the morning. That's where it needs to go. Perfect. Start your day off like that. Then you're going to have such a productive day. Yeah. I just, that means you got to get up at 5.30 and that's, uh, you know, I'm working on it. A work in progress. I believe in you. You know, maybe that should be our December challenge. Yeah. Getting up at six in the morning and doing your stuff. Well, we uh, we put that out there last week and we didn't really, um, we didn't do a whole bunch of homework between the time we said it and, and we got to put something out there, right? I know. Well, you know, that I think, I mean, like that would probably be something that would help both of us. I mean, just doing like maybe... Yours could be like getting up at six in the morning and doing some foam rolling or something like that. And then it only needs to be like five or 10 minutes, like not, I mean, nothing huge. And I'll do the foam rolling when I get home from dinner, from work. <laughs> you know, I do think I, I like that um, because that is a doable challenge. Uh, it, it's every, you're in control of every part of it, right? Go to bed early and get up early. That's, it's not hard. Right. And then once you're up, you do some things. I don't know. I'm nervous now. No, you're doing it December 1st. So you got to do it when we get off of here and then you got to wake up tomorrow. I got to get up 14 hours ago. (laughs) Yes, let's do it. Um, Well, I'm glad you had a beautiful run today because I went to the track today, track Tuesday, and the 35 degree weather and freezing rain was not good for my workout today. Not on the track, but I had the same uh, kind of rain, but I was in the woods and it turned to snow eventually. It wasn't exactly like the weather wasn't really conducive to running a fast time. I just couldn't get my legs to turn over. I... And I don't think it was one of those days where I didn't know I, where, when I was going to be warm again. <laughs> Were you running in those banana peels again? Um, on the track, yes, I warmed up in them, um, different pair, and then I changed into my, you know, racing flats because you know I thought I was going to go faster, and um, both were soaked, and it didn't really matter. It was just a very. Uh, it was a very humbling, not humbling. It was one of those runs where like, I'm getting tougher here. Yeah. I'm getting tougher here. That's all you got to say to yourself. It was a moral victory. Yes, exactly. You know, I felt like mine was a moral victory today too, because I really kept saying to myself like, no, you were hurt on Sunday. You went to the chiropractor yesterday. You really shouldn't be running today. And I was like, but actually it doesn't really hurt to run. If I don't run hard, if I just kind of run easy and then walk at like at parts where you might have to like, you know, where you might actually enjoy blasting down a really short downhill. Well, I couldn't do that because that would be where the real impact would be. So I couldn't like run faster down a downhill. That's all I really had to do. And I just kind of, so I went easy, but I kept saying to myself, well, maybe Maybe because you're out here in the cold and you're not generating enough heat and you really don't think you should be out here, maybe just do an hour. And I was like, no, run away from the car so that you don't get to go back. (laughs) And so that's what I did. I was like, well, I'm uh, four miles away from the car. Guess I got to go back now. (laughs) Um, When do you bust out the snowshoes? 
when there's enough snow. Um, <laughs> there, uh, right now, and Harriet Hollister is a place that will get snow pretty quickly. Um, but uh, I think that you got to have like f- five to six inches of snow on the trails before snowshoes are really worthwhile. But I'm itching for them actually because I think that's the way I'm going to get my essentially my speed and cardio because, you know, I'm, I'm fine with taking it easy on the trail. I really am. And so you can't do that in running snowshoes though. You have to actually work. I'm so surprised that you claim that you don't have like tons of the little muscles with strength because like, I thought that was like one of the main benefits I found to trail running and running in the snow is that you strengthen all the other muscles. Oh, I, I have those. Um, it's after it's when you get above the quads and above, (laughs) once you get above the quads and the, into the hips and you start going to like the sides and the, you know, I, I don't run with my arms and my chest and my torso. So those don't get a whole lot of work, <laughs> you know? Gotcha. Um, and so it's just, it's just maintenance and it's like all the little balancing and stabilizing muscles and stuff. I mean, I'm sure that I have them more than some other people, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's all, it's all relative, I think. Yeah. But, you know, I got the problem also is that I got this little bit of um, it's what everybody does. I think you don't think about your problem areas when they aren't problem areas. Right. Like I love my chiropractor and her and I have a great time. We go in there, we chat. I've gone to see her regularly. And then like she'll be like, OK, you want to uh, schedule your next appointment. And at some point in our thing. Cause she doesn't, she's not one of those that are like, you got to come in twice a week, every two weeks for, she's just like, okay, when do you think you want to come back in? And at some point in like when I'm doing well, I'll have this one day where I'll go, you know, I need to check out my work calendar cause the next month's a little bit weird. And then three months go by, four months go by and I'm like, everything's fine. Everything's. And then one day I'm like, Oh, I forgot. I got to go see Nicole again, you know? So Mm -hmm. it's just, it's maintenance, you know, it's just things you, things you have to do regularly to keep yourself going. So, you know, this makes me think of the topic that I wanted to talk about today, which was burnout. But I wanted to ask you first, do you, do you um, find that you sort of have prevented yourself from experiencing burnout because at least in the last couple of years, because your running hasn't exactly been consistent um do you find that like you might get a niggle like this or something or something takes you out of running before you get the chance to be mentally or physically burned out uh, you know i thought a lot about this and one of the things i think that we even talked about when we started this podcast was my thing is i i got real tired of expecting to do a to be at a certain level and not be at that certain level and i just got I I got burnt out beating myself up for not being as good as I thought I should be because I wasn't running as regularly as I wanted to be running. So every time I'd finally get out on a run and I, instead of being like, hooray, run, I'm like, yeah, see, jerk, why didn't you run yesterday? This is easy. Why didn't you run two days ago? It's easy to be doing this. You're doing it and you're liking it. So what the hell's the problem with all the other days you didn't run? And I would do that for a while and then I'd be like, oh, wait, the run's over and I didn't even spend any time having fun. 
And that's like the level of burnout that I got. And the other side of it is I've never been a six or seven day a week runner. I just never have. And I think maybe it's because the whole time in this new, like second running life, I've always had the the twins. So I've never been like all in on running. So I've always tried to put that kind of balance in there. So at most I'd be like five days a week and, and that wouldn't even last long. So I think I've purposely put those spacers in, in order to have that level of kind of like able to step away from it. But you know, I did get burnt out on running and podcasting about running and starting another podcast about running and going to runs and volunteering at runs. And like, I got burnt out of social media about running and Instagramming and like everything in the whole circle, right? Cause you can, you can watch YouTube videos of running right after you're done running. And then, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it's like, I got burnt out on all of that. And I was like, you know, pause. Um, yeah. So that's a, a long answer to a short question, which is, I don't think I, I got burnt out. Like physically I trained too much running, but there's a lot of ways to feel burnout. I think. No, I completely agree. I think that a sign for me for burnout is when running becomes everything, that's the time when you need to take a step back. Like running is a really fun hobby that we get to enjoy, right? And it's not everything. And I think that a sign for me that I'm about that I should be heading toward a break or need to take some time back now is when it becomes more than it is. And I start to, you know, uh, and it fluctuates like my self-worth or um, what I enjoy or what I allow myself to enjoy and stuff. Like if it becomes dictated on whether I had a good or bad run or a good workout, then it's a sign to me that I really need to take a step back and just either take a break from running or, you know, do something else that um, puts it into perspective. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I I think that's, um, you know, I I think people, people experience it in different ways because some people, it is everything, right? It's their life. And when you're surrounded in that community, you have your running friends, you go to running events. When you're not at running events, you're running when you're, you know, like it can be very productive and satisfying. But if you are totally immersed in it and it's coming at the cost of other things, and then you, you're coming home to a sink full of dishes and no meal preparation. And you're like, oh, I hate my job because that means I can't be running. And it like it, your immersion in it takes satisfaction away from the other things that you're doing, then, then that's where it can really become something where you're, are you enjoying it or are you just hiding from all the other parts in your life? Cause that was a big thing. I also felt like I was doing, um, I, I, I wasn't like hiding from all the things in life, but I was going out for six hours on the trail on a Sunday and then I'd be like, Oh, I'm home at 5 PM. And now I have 
laundry and grocery shopping and making dinner and washing dishes. And I have to cram an entire weekend's worth of like civil duties into two hours. And by the way, I'm exhausted, you know? Mm -hmm. And then, so I would be like upset because Monday I wouldn't like have started the week on a good foot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think a sign of what you mentioned is like using running as an excuse to like avoid doing other things in your life or yeah. Like I, I really appreciate now that um, I'm in a season where I, even though my runs can be hard and things like that, like I am taking the appropriate steps where the other, I have energy for the other things in my life. And I really like that. Like, I really like that. I don't have this fatigue or this, um, sense that I should be doing something else. It's more like, Oh, I have the energy to, you know, go to work and have a good time at work. And I have like the energy to put into different things that I just want to do, whether it's even like reading a book or whatever. Um, I think that when, and I used to like really enjoy that, like, Oh yeah, I feel completely wrecked because of running. I'm just like, that's such a, that, that used to be like an indicator of like how good of a runner I am. And I'm glad that it's not that way anymore. Not saying that's bad or good. If anybody else feels like that's what they're going for, fine. But in my life, I realized that like being completely wrecked at the end of the day doesn't mean I'm a better or worse runner than if I had energy. It just means that like there are probably other ways that I can structure my days in my life and running that would allow me to be as good a runner, but also to have energy for the other things in my life. Yeah. And, you know, we're talking a lot about the mental side of it, like how it makes you feel. And, you know, like we're, we're talking sort of that unquantifiable, it's inside of you, right? So it's not necessarily that these are signs for other people, but if you're not feeling great, like then you know yourself, you're not feeling great, right? And that's sort of what we're talking about is our own experiences. Uh, so my question for you is, do you think that this is directly related to you are not training for marathons and you're training for a mile. And so you're, you still have hard workouts, but you haven't done a 20 miler in quite some time and you're not interested in a 20 miler and for some time. Do you think that that's like directly contributing? Like you have a very defined time, one and a half hours for this workout. You know, I think right now I'm in the season of life where I'm benefiting from that. Um, I've had both experiences with marathons. So when I was training for Hartford to qualify for the trials, I felt like this as well. Like I was doing a lot of mileage. I was doing workouts and stuff. But, you know, I it was just a different season and I felt really good all the time. And I was doing the right things. Like, I think I remember telling you when I was on the running inside out podcast, like I made sure I was doing everything I could to give myself the best chance, which meant like sleeping more, eating more, relaxing more, but also like I made sure that I had interests outside of running. Um, training for the Olympic trials itself was a little bit different. I felt a lot more run down. Um, it's the winter. So there isn't really that much else to do besides like I was concentrating on this goal. And of course, every day it's all any, like at least like three people a day would ask me about it because everybody at my job knew and stuff like that. And so it was a little bit more all consuming, but then also I wasn't having a great build. And it's very funny how like for me, whenever I like don't 
am not performing as well as I think that I should, which of course should is in quotation marks. Um, I kind of like get obsessed with it even more. And in this instance, it wasn't a good thing where maybe I could have like, if I took a step back and which I finally did towards the end of the segment was just like, okay, enjoy this. This is never going to happen again. Like enjoy this. Um, I was able to like recover enough to have a decent race at the trials. Um, whereas like right now, for example, this morning, the workout like did not go very well. I mean, for my coach was very happy for how it was for in 35 degrees and freezing rain. But I mean, I didn't hit any of the paces except for maybe the first slowest one. Um, but after that workout, like I did, I didn't feel like, mad at myself for how I did it. But I also was like, I was like the fire still burned that like, I still want to figure out this puzzle. Like I want to figure out the mile or at least get, keep getting better at it. So it's just like the way I feel about things rather than like trying to defeat something or defeat some part of myself that I perceive as weak. It's more like, this is a puzzle that I'm going to get to figure out. And in the same way, like in an ultra race or something like that, like this race is a puzzle that you have to figure out. And there's a lot of pieces like nutrition and when to walk, when to do this. It's the same thing in like a mile or in a training cycle. It's just a bunch of different pieces of the puzzle that you have to figure out. And you've always got more time to figure it out. Yeah. And there's those highs and lows when you're actually doing a, an ultra or a long run, right? Like, there is the the mental fatigue where you're like, oh, did I just break myself? No. Am I just losing the mental battle against this run right now? And you're like, just shake it off. Have something to eat and recover a little bit. And I, I feel that, you know, we talked about this in training cycles. Like you have to have periods. You can't be in peak fitness all the time. Mm-hmm. And maybe you can't be in like peak peak hungriness to get the most out of a workout. You know, maybe you, you gotta take a break, sit down, have a gel, read a, read a Winnie the Pooh book or something, you know, and like just kind of, kind of chill and let it come, come back into you again, you know? Yeah. I mean, we talked about it today, Jenny and I, we were just like, cause she was, I think she thought that maybe I was a little bit upset that we didn't, hit the paces. I wasn't, but she said something. She, you know, she was trying to console me, like just, she's just very nice. And I was just like, you know, Jenny, some days you just survive the workout and that's, and here, that's where we are right now. We're surviving and we came and put in some work and you know what? That's better than not trying. Yeah, exactly. And you know, you learn, you learn from those things as, as well. So I'm not burnt out and you're not burnt out. So that's kind of neat. I know. For once once at the same time, we're at the same level. Yeah. I mean, I got to go, I got to go do some hip openers. Uh, The closest, the closest I can get to a pigeon right now is probably swinging by Chick-fil-A, you know? Oh God. (laughs) Do we have a Chick-fil-A up here? No. I think, well, there's one in, uh, there's one in um, Webster. Or Rondequoit? Yeah, there's one here. Oh, no. I didn't know that. I thought those were just in the South. Yeah. And and the line, I think there's still people that are in line from the day it opened. Oh, God. Then, yeah. 
A chicken sandwich. What is wrong with people? All right. I think we should transition into a better food topic and do our food segment. That's what I was doing there. So can I tell you about my win of the week? Okay, good. Because I got it. I'm so excited. I really want to know what you're going to think of this. Um, So last night I had finished I thought I was supposed to ha- I was supposed to- I thought I was going to have like an extra serving of pasta but I ended up eating both those servings on Sunday night. So last night I had to make something pretty quick like I didn't have any grain or anything. And so what I usually do in that time is I make oatmeal. But I wasn't craving anything sweet, but I still made oatmeal. And so what I did was I was also craving I kind of wanted some stuffing like I didn't have stuffing on Thanksgiving. So I googled or I looked in Pinterest like the stuffing spices. And so I made a bowl of oatmeal like a big bowl and then I melted like a tablespoon or two of butter in it and then I put in like the poultry seasoning that you put in for stuffing and Parmesan cheese and I mixed it up it tasted exactly like stuffing and then I cracked some over easy eggs on it oh man that is legit it was so good I was like I cannot believe I just made stuffing oatmeal this is amazing my life has changed I I uh I I'm very impressed by this. I, I mean, would you? I mean, would you eat that? I like mean, that? It was am, so good. I'm quite intrigued, actually. Yes. Thank you. Um, that's my win. That's that's huge. Uh, it's weird that you um, you went with uh, Parmesan cheese. I mean, I can see Parmesan cheese and stuffing. I guess yeah, it gives it a little thing or majigger. You know, umami is what we call it. Yeah. Umami flavor or thing yeah. or majigger. One or the other. A little salt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a good one. Nice work. I was going to say, like, when you said I didn't want anything sweet, I was going to say that I've done, like, um, turmeric and, uh, cumin in oatmeal before, you know, I mean, like, uh, like, I don't know, some sort of zesty, weird Indian Ayurvedic oatmeal before. Yeah. People were really into the turmeric and black pepper thing for a little while. And honestly, that made me gag a little bit. I, I didn't want to do that in my oatmeal, but what I did last night was really good. So yeah. I'll save that one for the savory oats. That sounds like a really good, like cold, long run, post long run meal. Like oh, I'll have to save that one. It sounds, it sounds pretty good. I'm impressed. Thank you. How about you? You know what? I've, uh, <laughs> can I, can I say that, um, in my quest, for hydration, you know, I have such a difficult time. I'm, it's like from the mouth of privilege, right? Living by the five great lakes, clean running water. I have a difficult time hydrating. I just do. I don't know. I don't know. So this week, I have spent, um, I've spent the week rediscovering noon. <laughs> like that's <laughs> okay. Okay. Plop, plop, fizz, fizz. Oh, I'm finally drinking some water is what it is. You know? I am blessed by uh, sparkling water. We have like a fountain mm-hmm. at work. It's an, And so I am blessed like because I wouldn't be very good at it either if I didn't have that. Yeah, I don't know what it is. It's not like I don't like water. Uh, I don't know. I mean, so I'm just, and it's not even like the strong noon. Like, you know, it says like put one of these tablets in 12 ounces or something. I'm putting it in, you know, like a shaker bottle. So it's like, you know, 30 ounces for just one Mm -hmm. tab, but it's just enough of a little bit of a effervescence 
of course now I've I've uh, I'm making water cost money, but you know, like it's it's working. So uh, in that regard, that's that's my big um, food victory is noon. Hey, I mean hydration is very important. I struggle with hydration as well. Yeah, so that's really what I got. Other than that, is my darling wife is just uh, victory after victory, making all sorts of amazing things for us. So I, I'm, I'm spoiled. I mean, now what she, her method is that she cooks really good meals three times a week. Right. And then there's enough for me to have that, you know, the next day. And we sort of do some, you know, some standard meals, but you know, we'll do, um, she made a really good, uh, fried rice yesterday, like, uh, but like a meal kind of fried rice, like, vegetables and eggs and tofu and everything in it. So like you're getting a big giant meal today was uh, a stroganoff. And so I get, I get spoiled with those kind of wins, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's nice. Yeah. But I got, I'm, I'm responsible for feeding myself breakfast and lunch, which is where I need to crank up. That's why we started this whole food thing was so I could crank up my breakfasts and lunches. Tomorrow you should make stuffing oatmeal and report back. <laughs> okay. I will. I got a lot of homework. Right after you do your foam rolling. Yeah. I got to get up at 6 a.m. to uh, do stuffing oatmeal. I you can turn on the tea kettle, foam roll by the time the tea kettle is boiling and then you have your boiling water for your oatmeal. Can I say I don't like foam rolling. You just got to do it and then it'll be the best part of your day. Oh, I Once you get in a habit of doing it, I love it once I'm doing it, but man, the thought of foam rolling doesn't, it's, it's not like, Ooh, let me get into those calf muscles. You know, like I I know it, it's good and it feels good, especially foam rolling quads is very good. Very, very good. Well, you'll do it tomorrow. (laughs) I will. Oh God. Okay. And audience, you can join us too, if you'd like. And, uh, Tell me, tell us, shame Chris. Yeah. Um, if you, if, if uh, I need at least, I, I need one listener who's not Brian. Brian is seriously the best. To tell us that they're getting up at 6 a.m. to uh, do a physical things or even just to, you know what, let's not even call it physical things. If you feel like you need to do more laundry and the only way you're going to get laundry done is by getting up at six in the morning, that's fine. Right. Tiny life improvement. Get up, yes. get up a half hour earlier than you normally would to do a tiny life improvement project. Yes. I like that. It's easy. Yeah. So you got to, so you have to pick your tiny life improvement project, Ellie. You don't have to do um, it today. You can report to me right. tomorrow, but we're getting up a half hour earlier than normal for a tiny life improvement project. That's our December challenge. All right. Yeah, I will. You thought you were going to get out of this with just making me. No, I mean, I've already been doing it because I decided it made me feel better if I wake up a couple minutes early and do like I stretch and then I think about something I'm grateful for. Mm -hmm. And that's good. And it's made my life better. So I'm going to keep doing that. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, you guys can follow us at hamstrings and heartstrings on Instagram. You can follow me at Gazelli and you can follow Chris at running inside out. Oh, oh, and uh, Patreon. I got a cool little Patreon project I started working on the other day because, you know, I had this whole Thanksgiving weekend. 
I'm no, I'm putting together a post of my winter running because I talked about my running bag always being ready, you know, and my winter running supplies. And so I am putting together a post for my win- and I had a buddy ask me, how does he not freeze his popsicle off in the winter? And uh, so I gave him a bunch of material and I was like, you know what? I should just put this together. So I'm going to do a here's what's in my winter running kit um, Patreon post. It's great be, idea. I can't wait to read that. It's going to be great. I'm going to do pictures. It's going to be an extravaganza. So um, if Sounds you want, good. Stay if you tuned want, for that. If you want some of that, that's at patreon.com slash hamstrings and heartstrings. And if not, that's cool because we're going to talk about it all December if you don't want to you know, contribute monies, uh, you'll get it out of me telling Ellie what I wore today around running. (laughs) Um, All right. That's that, Ellie. It is. Good to talk to you, Chris. Bye. Bye.